be ambitious no, uh, and don't be afraid of some obstacles in your life because the more obstacles you overcome the more strong you uh, the more strong you become so and uh, just be ambitious This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 270 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, United World College, Harvard University, and Minerva Schools at KGI, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, the top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Mary Gritschko. Mary is an international relations student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She is a two-time champion of Ukraine in Muay Thai. 
and the candidate of Master of Sports in Muay Thai, born in the industrial city of Krivirich, Mary graduated from high school with an average mark of 12 in her certificate, and she won Olympiads in math, Ukrainian, Russian, and English languages, and she is keen on classic literature, history, politics, and psychology. Mary, how are you today? Uh, yes, hello, I am fine, thank you. You're welcome, and I want to understand a different part of your personality. So yes, when you have a lot of hard work, you study a lot, you train a lot, but when you want to forget all problems to recharge your energy and feel alive, what do you like to do? I read something or watch some TV series or speak with my friends, relatives, and so on and so forth. What kind of things do you like to read? Is it like stories and novels and adventures? Is it more about philosophy and history or about learning skills? Oh, it's uh, just different literature. It uh, can be some articles on politics or on psychology or something like that. Or it can be some classic literature, so novels and so on and so forth. And the it may be just some Instagram posts of some athletes, for example, because I I'm keen on sports and uh, I think that uh, it is useful information for me to read about other athletes. So it is different pieces of information, but it is all on, on some topics that are really interesting to me. Thank you. And let's think about it because I'm really curious. When did you begin to become interested in politics and in international relations? Uh, so I uh, was interested in politics all my life. So when I was about five years old, I uh, said that uh, I, I was saying that I want to become a president of Ukraine one day. So I was just five years old and I... Uh, in that age, I already wanted to become a politician, but of course, I didn't have some political ideas in that age. I just wanted to uh, to control everything. <laughs> so because of that, I decided to become a president. But then I and I went to school and understood what uh, what uh, subjects are interesting to me. I liked really all subjects, but. Uh, uh, the most uh, the most favorite uh, subjects were uh, history, uh, languages, uh, and math. So, and I just uh, understood that history is just politics, but in past. So it was really, really interesting for me to understand why uh, some some leaders, some political leaders uh, from the past. Uh, did uh, did their deeds? Why uh, did they uh, why did they break uh, break of wars and so on and so forth? Why uh, the the war began? The wars began and uh, something like that. So uh, it, and then I understood that maybe I was in the seventh form or just in the eighth. So I understood that I want to become politician 
first of all, why I wanted to become, wanted to become politician. The first reason was that I really wanted to solve uh, problems because, uh, you know, in Ukraine there are a lot of problems, uh, economical, social, and so on and so forth. So I really wanted to help our people, to help our society. Uh, and the second reason was just to uh, to be remembered by uh, further generations. So I really want to uh, to be studied uh, in the in history. So I really want to some some children from further generations to study me, to study my uh, personality. So yes, and uh, the, that's why I decided to become a politician. But uh, we don't have universities just that educate you for a politician exactly so i decided to become a diplomat to study for international relations and i knew that i would go to the institute of international relations from the eighth form so i decided to do it and i started to study hard to study for future exams and that's that's all. So now I'm in. I'm the student of Institute of International Relations. Thank you. Why is it important for you that little children in the future will read about you and study your personality? Because uh, every person just needs to uh, to have some sense in his life. The sense of my life is to do something really. Uh, really useful for um, my society because uh, I will die. <laughs> I will die, of course, as, as all uh, people just. Uh, and uh, I want to to leave something after me, just some heritage. And yes, of course, some people think that it's enough to bring up good children, to be good parents, and that's all, that heritage is enough. But for me, not. I want to just uh, to help my society, to help further generations, because my political my political steps can uh, can help further generations, even that, uh, that will live for uh, 100 years after me, 200 years after me, and so on and so forth. So and of course it's just uh, it's uh, really great to understand that uh, that uh, you will be remembered by all generations like uh, I don't know like uh, Lenin <laughs> I don't think that he is just a good politician but he is remembered everyone knows who Lenin is so and I want to be remembered also because it's just really great when everyone knows you, someone criticizes you, someone adores you. But the crucial thing is that uh, everyone knows you, everyone uh, just uh, just reads about you, and uh, it's uh, it's really great to be remembered, to understand that you have done a lot. So. That's all. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, it's about heritage and legacy where some people think that it's enough to raise good children to have that, but it's not enough for you. You have this idea that through your political steps, you can impact 
not only this generation, but hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. And therefore, you're not just making some good children now, but making the whole nation and millions of people have a better life and helping them, as well as being remembered after you die, leaving something is really satisfying for you. And the bigger the impact you do, the longer you'll be remembered and that motivates you and inspires you. Is this correct? Yes, yes, it's correct. What are some of the political steps that you desire to implement someday? So uh, in our country, I think the first step that is really needed is to to stop the corruption and to stop the some to stop corruption. Yes, and um, because a lot of because everyone knows that in Ukraine it's a huge problem that uh, uh, all structures like police and so on and so forth. Uh, take bribes and uh, some people give bribes not to be uh, just uh, not to be in prison so and uh, we should stop it uh, how can we stop it we uh, should uh, create a system where everything is clear so every uh, step of uh, some political leaders some officials should be really seen by by everyone so it should be a site or something like that where everyone, every uh, every citizen can visit the site and see. Uh, so, for example, uh, the budget of city is uh, 100, 1 million, uh, 100 million of greenness, for example, and uh, this budget is uh, uh, gone to... Uh, to roads, some part, some part to uh, to other, to, uh, to other, uh, just since, so we should uh, really understand where our money, our taxes go, and this should be just uh, easily, easily accessed information, so everyone should have access to this information, where the money goes, and of course, everyone should have access uh, to the information about our officials, how much do they earn uh, officially, what uh, what what houses do, do they, what is the property. So, for example, when the official earns uh, 13,000 of grievance or 15,000 of grievance and lives in, uh, in the capital city of Ukraine, in Kiev, has uh, a huge house, uh, three cars, and so on and so forth. Is just uh, understandable that um, he couldn't uh, he couldn't make this fortune honestly. So we should really have uh, access to all uh, financial steps of uh, officials, and moreover, uh, we uh, every official should uh, prove us that he. Uh, that he didn't uh, steal something, so uh, he should really make some reports about on his deeds. Uh, except of this program, this program will be where we we will have access uh, to his steps. But uh, in addition to that, he should uh, he or she should uh, just make some reports on his financial deeds, and so. so so that we should really see 
uh, where our money goes, uh, how our country works, uh, how the political and uh, other systems of our country works. So it's the first uh, change. The second change is that is about language and culture. There is a huge problem in Ukraine that uh, our people speak two languages, Russian and Ukrainian. And uh, the official language is Ukrainian. But uh, a lot of people just uh, are born in uh, Russian-speaking families. For example, I. I was really born in a Russian-speaking family and it is really hard for me to speak Ukrainian because I don't speak this language. I was... Uh, Uh, educated in Russian school, uh, all subjects were in Russian, uh, and when I went to university, it was just really difficult for me to uh, to understand what our professors say to us because I knew uh, Ukrainian language. I uh, I passed the exam for for Ukrainian language when I entered the university, but uh, I. I I don't know some just words. I'm not native speaker of Ukraine's, uh, Ukrainian language. So uh, this is a huge problem. And uh, now uh, the modern uh, policy of Ukraine in this question is to stop using Russian language. You can't use it in some official uh, structures like court or something like that. Uh, so, and it's a huge problem. It's... Uh, Uh, a lot of people are against of Ukraine because of language. So uh, our country is just uh, the history of our country uh, is very complicated because uh, only Ukra Ukraine exists only 30 years on the political map. And before it, it was the part of Russia and the part of Poland and other countries. So, and Uh, that is why our cultures, the culture of Ukrainian people is different. For example, if we uh, ask about, uh, if we ask uh, people from Donetsk, for example, about their favorite poet or their favorite uh, artist, they would say that their favorite poet is Pushkin, their favorite artist is, I don't know, Shishkin, for example, Russian poets and artists. So, and if we ask Uh, this these two questions uh, to uh, a person from Lviv, for example, he will say that his uh, uh, favorite poet is Ivan Franko, for example, and I don't know, and his favorite uh, artist is Maria Primachenko, for example. So we have different cultures, and uh, when we say that Ukrainian culture is good and Russian culture is bad. Uh, culture, I mean, uh, language, uh, some artistic uh, heritage, some, I don't know, uh, religion, and so on and so forth. Uh, when we say that Ukrainian, everything Ukrainian is great and everything Russian is bad, we just kill our country. So the, the, uh, the country is the, I think the country is uh, the structure where all people are united. So we should... Uh, And we should just identify ourselves as Ukrainians. But uh, Ukrainians should be just a united, united, uh, a united structure. But now 
some Ukrainians say that uh, they agreed because they speak Ukrainian, other Ukrainians say that uh, they agreed because they speak Russian and uh, uh, because uh, they really respect the the grandmas and grandpas who spoke Russian and so on and so forth. So I want to make to make two languages, Russian and Ukrainian official. So those who are born in Russian speaking family can of course they should uh, they should learn uh, Ukrainian but if it is more comfortable for them they would uh, just use they, they can use Russian officially. Why not? Because first of all uh, knowing two languages, Ukrainian and Russian, instead of one, Ukrainian, is better because the more languages you know, the more times you are the human. It's just a quote of Goethe, if I, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, knowing two languages is always better than knowing one. So, <laughs> it's the first advantage, the second advantage. We would stop that that animosity between Ukrainians because. Uh, it it uh, the animosity really exists. Someone, uh, some Ukrainians say that those who speak Russian are our enemies because they are just uh, uh, because they are more Russians than Ukrainian uh, than Ukrainians. And those who speak Russian say that uh, Ukrainian uh, that those who speak Ukrainian are bad because uh, they don't know history. So. Uh, I want to stop it and to make, and make official languages. Of course, I would make other changes uh, in economy, in uh, other spheres. Uh, but this too, uh, just uh, to stop corruption and to uh, make two official languages, is uh, our main just um, my main ideas. So. Thank you. That's interesting, and it shows that you have put a lot of thinking and a lot of effort into your own political agenda and political steps. And let's speak a little bit about Muay Thai. Yes. First, it's more exotic. <laughs> so how, what, how was the story of you becoming interested in it? And why did you choose it and dedicate also so much hard work and effort to be excellent at it? Yes. Uh, so, uh, I was maybe seven years old when my mom understood that it is uh, really great for a girl to uh, to know some self-defense uh, because uh, in, in, uh, in the modern world, uh, the girl needs to defend herself. So, and uh, she just, uh, uh, she uh, led me to jiu-jitsu first uh, and then uh, I really liked it and it was really great because I wasn't really keen on sports before that I wasn't just really I didn't have a lot of exercise and it was really bad for my health because children needs to have exercise to have physical exercise in his life in his or her life so uh, and then I started to uh, do sports. I started to do jiu-jitsu. But uh, after a year, my jiu-jitsu coach thought that he would better train MMA, mixed martial arts. So uh, he just started to train MMA. And I 
just started to train MMA also. So, and uh, after that, I understood that uh, I really uh, can hit somebody, so I can uh, I can throw punches, but I can't uh, I can't uh, uh, do anything in partner. I can't uh, make takedowns. So I decided to uh, to go to Muay Thai uh, gym because uh, there are only punches without takedowns, without some uh, something partial. So yes, and then I, it was 2015 maybe when I started to do uh, Muay Thai, and uh, yes, there were some uh, even problems with that because. Uh, yes, my mom uh, led me to that uh, to, to to the gym, but when I really uh, decided to dedicate a lot of time to it, my mom was against it because she uh, thought that I need to uh, dedicate my time to studying, uh, and sports is, would be just a hobby. Uh, when I have time, I should do sport, but if I don't have time, I shouldn't do it. Uh, my mom uh, thought, uh, but uh, I uh, I was really arguing arguing with her on the subject. But uh, all in all, I I was uh, training. I uh, I continued training, and I unfortunately I stopped training uh, when I was in the eleventh form, the last form of school. So uh, in order to prepare to my exams, but uh, uh, after my exams, I. Uh, continued training, so it was just a year, a one-year pause in my uh, trainings, but uh, since that I train without any interruptions and uh, I really like it because it's uh, it, first of all Muay Thai trains all muscles of uh, your body, so from neck to legs so every muscle is just trained uh, the second thing is it's, that it's just great for self-defense. Uh, the third thing is that it uh, it develops uh, uh, it develops uh, stamina, not physical stamina, but psychological stamina. Because uh, personally, I uh, if I had many losses, my all my Almost all my competitions, first my competitions were just losers. Not losers, but the second place, the third place, and so on. It was just ten times, maybe. I took the second place, the third place, and only after, on, on the eleventh time, I just won the first place. So, and it really helped me not to give up, in not only in sports, but in my life. So I understood that I shouldn't give up. Uh, even if I if I lose something, I should uh, continue training, continue exercising, continue uh, studying. If we're about studying and so on and so forth, I should continue improving myself in order to become the first. Because nothing in our life is reached only just without any efforts. Uh, you should uh, work a lot to become somebody and i i have understood it just because of doing sports so thank you 
And let's ask more about you as a person and your personal relationships with friends. What types of people do you like to have as friends? What values do you think are important? And who are the type of people that when you meet them, you think they're not interesting for you and shouldn't be your friends? In other ways, how do you choose your friends and what do you recommend as advice for people to make friends that are the right kind? Yes. So, uh, as for uh, types of people that I like, so I like uh, uh, I like uh, people who dedicate themselves to their to their deals. So, I don't like those who say, "Oh, I don't know what to do in life. I don't know uh, who I should be. I don't know uh, what my profession would be. I just study. I just." Uh, have some hobbies, but I don't think what to choose, and so on and so forth. I don't like such people. I uh, like those who are re- who know really what uh, what do they want to achieve. I I really like those who understand what they can and what they should do to achieve their purposes. So it's the first uh, just feature that I like in people self-dedication to uh, their deal. And the second feature is uh, honesty, because I n- almost never lie. And I and I think that uh, uh, the people lie when they are afraid of themselves. So uh, it is really uh, it is really it is really it is really a you are really sometimes people are really scared when they understand that they have done something, and because of that, because of uh, that thing that they can't say to themselves that yes, I have done it. For example, uh, the person have have stolen something. Yes, the person has stolen something, and he, he if you ask him about it, he would say no, I didn't do it. I haven't done it. But uh, he, just, he remembers that he did it, but he will lie to you. Why? Uh, not only because uh, of that fear in that fear that you would uh, judge him, you you would accuse him, but he also uh, he's also scared about that fact that uh, that he would accuse himself, that he would judge him. He's he can't really. Admit it to himself. So and uh, uh, because of that he lies. So because of just uh, because of that because of that impossibility to admit his own uh, faults. I can admit my faults, so I never lie. If I had done something bad, I say yes, I had done something bad. I understand that it is bad, but it was my deed, and I am not afraid of it. I can tell it so and I like people who are like me in this question so who do the same so the second feature is honesty the third feature is maybe dedication to your friend because I think the friendship is the greatest value because you can because your relatives can die your relatives can can be 
really bad to you because you can't choose your relatives, for example, parents. I have great parents uh, and my relations with parents are great, but we all know that there are some families when our parents don't like their, where parents don't like their children, don't love their children, where parents just uh, offend their children and or vice versa. Children offend their parents and so family relations aren't always really great. And you can't choose your parents, you can't choose your family, So, uh, but you can't choose your friends. And uh, if you have chosen a person who will be your friend, uh, you should be dedicated to your choice and you should be uh, should never betray your friend because, for example, your boyfriend or girlfriend can betray you, can, uh, can leave you and... It's his right, because when we are talking about some love relationships and so on and so forth, uh, all two par- to, to partners of these love relationships uh, can leave each other, because today you love me, uh, tomorrow you may not love me. So, and it's just feelings, and you can't control it. And uh, all relations, we should understand that all relations may end one day. But if you we are talking about friendship, it can't end because if you have chosen the uh, friend, you should be dedicated to him whole, uh, the whole life. Of course, uh, it is just some idealistic vision. I understand it. But uh, I uh, love people who, uh, who understand it, who think as me in this on this topic. So maybe these three features, uh, honesty, self-dedication to your deal and uh, dedication to friends and friendship are the main features. And uh, uh, what people are not interested to me, uh, stupid people. Uh, Stupid, I mean, not those who don't know something, but those whose deeds, whose steps are just re- are just really stupid. Who don't uh, that people who don't think about the consequences of their deeds. So, and um, because uh, because clever person isn't uh, that person who knows everything. Clever person is that person who understands why she he or she does uh, it and uh, what are the consequences and uh, uh, of and how to avoid some bad negative consequences and so on and so forth. So clever person is always the winner. Uh, even if he loses something, he, win, he wins in another. And in, in all in all, he is the winner because a clever person just plans everything in that, in that way that he would always be in profit. Even if he, he loses something, he will, will make he will understand his faults and he will never uh, he will never repeat them. So the profit of it would be understanding the faults, understanding the way you shouldn't act. So I'm I probably I probably have just uh, said who I consider the clever person. So. And the stupid person is vice versa, who doesn't think about the consequence of his deeds, who uh, doesn't uh, uh, learn on his uh, just on his mistakes, who 
who doesn't plan his life, who doesn't plan his actions. So, uh, and uh, maybe it is only one, the only one feature of person who isn't interesting to me. It's just stupid. Uh, it's just stupid people, but it uh, consists of a lot of, of other features. So stupid people are usually just really egoistic. Not, not egoistic, but they um, they don't uh, think about their friends, for example, because uh, they're just stupid. They don't think that friendship is uh, the biggest value. They think that uh, they would would achieve everything uh, only on themselves, only by themselves, without any support. But uh, it's just uh, it just uh, the uh, the evidence of the stupidity. Uh, so, and uh, okay, I don't like just stupid people, and I uh, explained what stupid people are for me. Uh, about as, as for values, uh, as I have already said, the uh, biggest value is friendship. Uh, the second value should be your just your ambitions. It may be career for somebody. For other people, it may be family. Some girls, for example, want to become good mothers, and that's all. And I can understand them, and it's just their values. So the second should be your ambitions. And not even the second. Uh, I can't really differentiate between these values, between the, the value of these values, because... A friendship is really important and your ambitions is really important. They can't say what is more important. So I would take to, in the first place two values, friends and your personal ambition. So uh, the second place is maybe your family because uh, everyone should take care of his parents, everyone should take care of his children and so on and so forth. Mm, the third place, uh, the third place is happiness because you can have friends, you can really realize your all your ambitions, you can have good family, but you, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you will definitely be happy. So, and uh, what is happiness? You should just define it for yourself. For me, for example, happiness is just the possibility to do what I want. So if, uh, for example, now I can't do everything I want because if I want to lie in bed, I can't do it, for example, because I need to go to university or so on, or something like that. So, And uh, I think I would be happy when I... Oh, will have enough money to uh, not to go to work if I don't really want to when I will have just uh, all my when my all my life would be just planned when all my life would be organized well organized and when I uh, can do whatever I want of course there are some limits uh, for that whatever I want but in just uh, in 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 good limits, in the limits of good. If I, I understand that uh, 
in I mean that uh, in the limits uh, I I mean that uh, I would do whatever I want if it doesn't just if it isn't harmful to other people so uh, it's happiness for me do whatever I want but for some other people it may be uh, something other so the third value is happiness and maybe that's all there are some other values but uh, it just top three uh, so and uh, about as for advice to others uh, how to choose friends you shouldn't really I, the main advice is that you shouldn't really um, evaluate the person you shouldn't really think oh hmm, he has done it he is clever he he has just uh, um, he has just uh, he he studies well. He 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 studies well. He has great marks in his university, for example. He is uh, just uh, dedicated to his learning, to his profession. He's ambitious. You shouldn't really evaluate the person. You should just speak with him and and in and ask you a question: Is it just a person with whom I want to uh, spend almost all my life? the answer is yes you should uh, you should be uh, the friend of this person of course you can't understand it by one conversation and you shouldn't just uh, make conclusions after one conversation but after uh, two months probably of of communication maybe three months of communication because there are different people uh, some people can be understood after 10 minutes of conversation. Some people can't be understood uh, after 10 years of conversations. So, um, but uh, uh, you should just uh, understand whether it's uh, really that person which uh, just you like, which is similar to you, and uh, you shouldn't just make some definite criteria. You should just feel that it is that he should be a friend. That's all. Thank you. That was very detailed, like a textbook answer and really perfect. And I thank you for all those thoughts, Mary. And before we finish, the last thing, if you have any life advice to other young Ukrainians that they will have a better life because of it, what would that advice be? I think that advice would be uh, just study, uh, do sports, and take care of your health because uh, health is just the most valuable thing, thing you have. And to be ambitious, no, uh, and don't be afraid of some obstacles in your life because the more obstacles you overcome, the more strong you, uh, the more strong you become. So, and uh, just be ambitious, then uh, don't be afraid of anything. Now, tell me more, because some people, I'm sure, will listen and they'll be like, it's easy to say, don't be afraid of obstacles. But can you share like more about why it's okay to not be afraid of obstacles? Some people, they don't even begin their ambitions because they think, oh, I will fail, so I will not even try. Yes, uh, but it's it's uh, always worth to try. It's it's always worth trying because if you don't try, you will definitely fail. Because uh, no, for example, I 
I want to uh, to learn to play the guitar, for example. And if I don't start, yes, uh, if I think, oh, it's not for me, I am not a musician, and so on and so forth. If I don't start, I wouldn't uh, learn how to play the guitar, and that's why I would I would fail in it in learning how to play the guitar. And if I try, maybe I would fail, maybe, but maybe not. So and the, so you you should always try first of all, and when you meet your first obstacle in your deal, you uh, should understand why did you start it because if you uh, meet some obstacle and say oh I have some obstacles on my way. If I have obstacles, I shouldn't do it. Maybe it isn't for me, because if it was for me, it, there wouldn't be any obstacles. A lot of people think like that, but uh, if you just give up after the first obstacle, you should think, uh, why did you just start it? Because you dedicated some time, uh, some other resources to it, and then the first obstacle, and you say no. And what was the reason for spending the time, the resources? And when you have obstacles, you just must overcome them because you have already uh, you have already done a lot for uh, for that deal. And after that, you should shouldn't just give up because. Uh, because you have already spent a lot of resources and uh, you should uh, just spend more and more to, to reach success. If you just started, uh, you you have already spent something only to start because uh, it is uh, it is always just a little bit fearful to start something new. And if you start, if you have started, you should uh, really finish it because if you just understood that it is worth starting, if you just did something to start already, why should that just uh, that uh, that efforts be that efforts should be really useful and that efforts should really be that efforts should really be that efforts shouldn't be senseless. So you should never give up. You know that not to make this that effort senseless. Thank you. That's really great advice, and I'm sure it comes from real experience in your Muay Thai career and training yes, yes. and obstacles you faced. It was an honor, a privilege, and a great time to hear your thoughts, Mary. Thank you for that. And if people want to follow you on social media. What is the best social media to follow? I'll make sure to write it in the description. Instagram. Thank you, Mary. Thank you again, and I wish you a great day. And thank you. Great day to you, and I was really glad to speak with you. You are a great person. Thank you so much.